0: Hello and welcome to episode three of What We're Listening To. I'm Asher and as always here with me is Josh. How you doing,
1: mate? Hey, doing pretty good.
0: Good, good, good. Um, so let's start with a bit of follow-up from last time episode.
1: Um, anything to report? Yeah, I um, I don't have a ton. Um, it's been a busy week. But basically after talking about Lancome last time, it's uh, sent me on a uh, an Irish spiral, as I call it, and is uh it like coincided with one of my favorite musicians, Glenn Hansard's birthday, and so it was just kind of a mm-hmm. real uh two weeks of listening to like old Reed records and um Luke Kelly records and that nice. kind of stuff so um it'll that'll that'll tie a little more into like what I talk about, but it's been a really fun uh green couple of weeks I think.
0: Yeah, you've been sending me um, the previous Lencom album, and I have not got to that yet, but I will check it out. Yeah. And I didn't get to check out um, Glenn Hansett's live stream, but I will. I must confess, I don't know tons of his stuff outside of oh, like once. I don't know tell that, me that makes me sound really. That gives me that gives know... options,
1: options to send you.
0: Hey, that's fine. Let's fine. Go with that, bro. Um. Uh. So I. <laughs> I have um I've been meaning to listen to your Gorillaz tracks from the previous week, but I haven't got a chance yet. But I did have a look at Twelve Foot Buck, and uh, they're fun, you know, surf rock, very Aussie. Um, you know, nude butt on the profile picture on Bandcamp, very cool. Um, follow up. I'm going to do a quick little follow up about Bandcamp. Um, they had their Bandcamp Day on the first of May, which is when they put all of their revenue, like so. Bandcamp takes a cut fifteen percent uh or ten percent if you're a um an artist who's been making a lot on their their website. They give it all of it to the artist directly so they don't take anything on Bandcamp day and they did it on the twentieth of March and sold four point three million dollars worth of music Jeez. and then they did it again <laughs> did it again on the first of May and sold that in like fourteen hours. so I usually save up a whole bunch of releases and buy them all on May the first. Um, or whenever they're doing their Bandcamp Day. And, I mean, buy from them anytime because, you know, they need to make a living too. But uh, Bandcamp Day is a good thing to do. And they're doing it first of June, first of July as well. So keep an eye out for that. But it's a thing to behold when you go to their website and you see the selling right now section whizzing by. Yeah. Um, Yeah. I had a good day yesterday. (laughs) uh, Lots of interesting releases. So, yeah. Cool. I think that's all the follow-up. All right, so reviews. Um, Yeah,
1: yeah. so uh, kind of tie in with all the Irish themes. So I've been listening, or more like re-listening, to one of my uh, favorite punk albums from last year. Um, Mm -hmm. One of my top two is by a band out of uh, Dublin called Fontaines DC. I just call them the Fontaines to be easier. Yeah, they put out an album called Dogrel. D O G R E L. Is that a Irish word? i I don't actually know <laughs> um so i it, it's kind of like i want the the world of punk music is kind of changing at the moment, I think, in terms of like mm. its uh ouvre or like its kind of motions, and so a lot of it okay. is to do with like positivity and collectivism, at least in terms of like stuff happening in England yeah um yeah th- totally this band is a bit different it's more like um aggressive malaise or kind of like <laughs> like it's it's, it's po- what do you mean by that <laughs> yeah it's like poetic but it kind of like it, it really um uh, how do I put this they're they're not fans of like like um modernity is in terms of like what's happening to the country that they live in um, yeah, but yeah.
0: that sounds like punk. Yeah, right?
1: yeah. It, it, it's still very punk. Um, yeah. So th- this is kind of like Irish punk with a dash of, um, you know, like Marky Smith of The Fall. I don't know if you've listened to them. Or yeah. um, or pieces of Joy Division. So it's it's really atmospheric yeah, yeah. and cool. Um, hmm. Yeah. Uh, sounds good. Yeah. Uh, I I love the the kind of dynamism between the lead singer and the drums that's like one one of my favorite things in punk music in general is kind of like the dance that like a vocalist and like the rhythm section play together Mm -hmm. Um, yeah so so like a lot of like a lot of fast words a lot of like really like tight poetry over just like thumping like the drums just kicking around kind of thing it's so good he's very good yeah
0: I must confess I don't know tons of punk music apart from the like the crap they used to listen to as a teenager. Um but it does have that fun, like yeah, the drums are super important. And I don't know, maybe I've heard more pop punk, but I'd be interested to hear that kind of stuff. Yeah. Like, what else is what else is there around them that I can kind of cling to? Like what kind of what else do they sound like? Is, is it
1: like I don't know. Their ramones punk Their bones are punk it's no it's not quite like that yeah it's not um like maybe uh, what's song? the song like uh the walkman from like the early 2000s in uh britain um
0: no, i don't know it. yeah maybe this I'll is th- a gap in
1: <laughs> a gap in my knowledge <laughs> about music i use to say some don't. stuff they're they're um yeah yeah, the, the, the closest thing I can tie them to, like lyrically, they're very much like The Fall, but musically they're much more punk than that. Good. I the thing I love about what are some it, favorite? Sorry. No, you go. The the thing I love about it is, like unlike Lancome, which is like uh, like modern takes is traditional instruments. There's hmm. there's no traditional instruments here. It's like you know two guitars, a bass, and a and a drum. Uh, But it still feels very Irish. That's good. Yeah.
0: Um, Is it the singing? Is it like, is it the voice tone or uh, just
1: kind of feel? Voice tone and like attitude are very Irish. Mm -hmm. I love it. Um, It's cool. Yeah. So, probably my top Top three tracks? Yeah. Top three songs that I love is the first one. It's called Mm. Big. And then mm. a track called Liberty Bell. And then the last track um, is called the Dublin City Sky. And that's more like a, like a modern Pogues track kind of uh, similarly. It's like acoustic guitar and that kind of stuff. So it kind of wraps it all together, I think. It's a beautiful album. I really like it.
0: Nice. What would you rate it?
1: Ooh, I'd give it an eight. Yeah, nice. It, it had to grow on me the first time I listened to it. And then after that, I really enjoyed it.
0: That's cool yeah nice i I remember you telling me about a little bit of the history of punk and that sort of thing ages ago, and you were telling me how Bowie came up with a he kind of did <laughs> punk stuff and you know his <laughs> early years and precursor and I don't know not like that he invented it, but just that he was quite ahead of his time and yeah it's it's an interesting genre i was I was watching a little YouTube video essay on punk and stuff recently. It's just it's funny. One one, of, I mean, one that of, was more the pop punk, but yeah.
1: One of the albums on my list to give you is my other favorite punk album from last year, which is very much the like the shining star of English punk right now, and they're very different. I might I still might give them to you, but they're not they're not easy to listen to for everybody.
0: <laughs> that's fair. That's okay.
1: We'll see what happens. Anyway, that's all good. So that was me. What did you listen to uh, last time? This time.
0: Um, so a while back we had a conversation about, uh, I think this is off mic, but, um, how I usually listen to game soundtracks before the game, I play the game. Yeah, um, yeah. and I, I don't know why, I don't know when I started doing this, but I have an interest in game soundtracks just because I like instrumental music and a whole bunch of stuff. So I've been listening to, um, uh, an album called Dropsy by Chris Schlaab um of Long Beach, California. Um and it's from a game of the same name, Dropsy. Now, the best description I can make of this soundtrack is it's it's surf reggae. Mm-hmm. Um like so bit of context. The game is a point and click like pixelated adventure game from 2015 by a guy named Jay Tholen and it was released by Devolver Digital, if you know them. They do a kind of a lot of pixely, edgy games, that sort yeah. of thing. Um, and I know Jay Tholen's music from, like, his other stuff, and he's a really great musician in and of himself. You should totally check out his work. Um, but I thought that he did the soundtrack at first, and then I looked and it was this guy, Chris Schlaab. Now, I knew Chris Schlaab from his uh, album that came out on Asthmatic Kitty, like, a while ago. So he's kind of in that realm, and um, that album was called Three. I just got it yes uh, the other day, yesterday, on Bandcamp day, just because I was like, oh, I need to pick this up. But so it's this kind of like uh, the game is you're a, a clown wandering around hugging <laughs> people, kind of. It's it's pretty bizarre, um, story kind of thing, but the music at first I listened to the soundtrack ages ago and I was kind of like, I dig this, but I'm kind of not getting the context. It was one of the first games, which I had first video game soundtracks, which I had to then play the game to kind of really appreciate it again. Mm, So then I just finished the game this week and I was like, I really get this soundtrack more now. Like it's, it's really, really fun. It's kind of like, really great raw sort of band sound. Like I said, surf rocks, there's tons of spring reverb on the guitars. He, he says in the album notes, like he spent ages writing all these melodies just on piano. And then he booked a 12 hour session or something with all of his mates and they just recorded it basically. And I don't know if it was all live, but they just jammed it out and he kind of gave room to everyone to, to do their own thing. (laughs) And, um, and which is really un video game well video game soundtracks are like anything these days so it's it can it's totally on part, point but like um his earlier stuff is kind of jazzy and then he started doing more folky singer songwriter stuff and so this is kind of an interesting blend of the two like there's saxophones there's um like roads and electric guitars and then obviously drums and cool bass lines and then he brings in like some weird synthesizers and some strange VSTs and stuff. So it's a really, it's a really curious soundtrack. I, so I've got a few things here, really sweet melodies. Like I, you know, melodies that land on the major seventh and stuff. It's kind of got that jazzy feel. Mm. And by the way, the track names are brilliant. <laughs> the the first track is called Kierkegaard's Umbrella. <laughs> So um, I don't know the reference to Kierkegaard. I've only read one of his books, so I really don't know what that's about. But it's pretty, it's pretty great if you've played the game and you understand that. So I highly recommend the coupling of the two. But if you're just going to listen to the soundtrack, it's kind of, it's really jazzy, these meandering bass lines. Um, like the, the last half of the album, when it gets a little bit more ambienty, Strangely enough, I don't enjoy it as much as I do the first part of the album. Um, but in context, they're good. Yeah, it's really good. It's just kind of like feels like a fun beach day in the sun sort of thing. Um, that might be the Californian influence. I don't know. It's it's just cool. And Chris Schlab is is a really good writer and has a great voice and stuff. So, yeah, I've, that's what I've been listening to. And so I've been going down this rabbit hole too, though, because... In this game, Jay Tholen also writes music and so I've been listening to the soundtracks that he wrote for bits of the game as well. And then even in the game, you can pick up cassettes and then those have music on them from (laughs) other other artists again. So it's like super meta kind of stuff. Like you can listen to music in the game um, as well as (laughs) the the game soundtrack itself. So I've been having a lot of fun with this one piece of art (laughs) for the past week and a half or so.
1: How many soundtracks can we smash into one game?
0: I know, I know, I I, I really dig that. So <laughs> yeah, it's good. Yeah, so that's that's what I've been listening to. Check it out, Dropsy by um, Chris Schlaab. So I gave Josh an album that I've been wanting his opinion on. Um, it's called Heaven by Dino Spilatini, and um, so Dino Spilatini is a composer from Vienna, um, who does a lot of kind of experimental music. He's also done just straight up beautiful piano pieces. And then he's got a lot of like EDM influence. So, um, I gave him this album heaven, which is kind of what he calls a work of contemporary church music. And it uses like a whole bunch of really interesting sounds in it. So I'm not going to give it any more than that. Go. Go.
1: <laughs> so I got, I, got a, I got a page and a half of notes to go through on this one. Guy, are you good? I, I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, so I'm gonna find this one a little hard to talk about, um, both because purely ambient music isn't really my jam, um, mm. but also because I'm ignorant out of a lot of the clearly very technical aspects of how to make this kind of music. Like, um, if I listen to like a like a piece by Paganini. And I never played the violin before. Like, I don't enjoy it as much as if I was like a kind of intermediate violin player to know what made it impressive kind of thing. Um, Mm. So when it comes to like composing this kind of music, I unfortunately don't have like the materials to draw and to see like why this is necessarily that impressive to do. Um, Mm. That being said, I'll give you my impression still.
0: Yeah, that's fine
1: uh the good okay uh as a non-texture snob um even i can tell that a quality of a lot of the samples here are particularly good especially the organs um yeah they're all real they're all real and they they feel very analog even though they're like cut and split and layered a whole bunch like they still feel very good or sound Mm -hmm. very good i should say um there's a ton of compositional work in these songs, um, like lots of different samples layered and used in different contrasting ways. A lot of the times, like it's not, um, it, it wouldn't be simple to compose something like this. I could tell that. Um, yeah. And the, the mood is very defined. Um, like it's very dark and atmospheric, very Gothic. Um, hmm in in my opinion it sounds like good music that you could watch the world end to kind of thing <laughs> like, yeah, a, like, a, yeah. like a giant hurricane dystopian. Or like <laughs> yeah, yeah 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 um all right uh the bad mm-hmm. um yeah i um i struggled to enjoy this genre on its own like i i like ambient elements in music but i feel like they're great as like a skeleton or backdrop to hang other song elements onto to like build off mm-hmm. of um so it's so after a while this album kind of feels like musically incomplete if that makes any sense to me um mm-hmm and it, like it sounds like a bit like like
0: all backing all backing the lyrics kind of thing
1: yeah like a, it sounds like it sounds like a great idea that's unfinished and mm-hmm. like maybe it's just like my my caveman unga bunga brain but like i want like something <laughs> like musically driving this more um so there's an inter- that's, not, that's not
0: unga bunga that's fine
1: we <laughs> <laughs> we need we need punk drum unga bunga kind of brain like it. <laughs> Like like, there's lots of layers and lots of builds in this composition that don't really pay off for me. Like they they just keep building and they go somewhere and it like doesn't really doesn't really um ever kind of yeah doesn't doesn't really ever sell itself to me. I don't know.
0: Interestingly, the other album of his I was toying with giving you was To Be a Beast, which I really love. But the thing was, I thought Heaven had more of those builds. Like it got mm. to places. Yeah, uh, the other one kind of didn't, but um, I guess it's all uh, subjective, right? <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's
1: all completely subjective. Like I, like yeah, I like I like fine. I like things that build, but they need to like not just build, but they need to like go somewhere. Like, mm-hmm. yeah,
0: I, I think it was Metal Harp or something. Didn't that have like a big section in it? I don't know. I can't. I haven't listened to it again in a while. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, I get what you mean. It's some of them are just like pure kind of
1: ambience. Yeah, and I like like brilliant layers and samples and like kind of composition. Isn't like it just just kind of do it enough for me? I don't know. Hmm. I want to fit. yeah, I I don't think this is bad by any stretch of the imagination. I think it's really talented um hmm. it's more that i just don't appreciate the genre enough to find it enjoyable unfortunately
0: it's fine yeah and i gave it to you knowing that you know it would be a bit of a stretch for you <laughs> and I, I just i guess i'm interested to talk about it because i don't really like have many people to chat about this kind of music with like and even though this is not your bag i know that you're able to kind of think about it objectively as much as you can yeah and it is it is rough to listen to But did you know, do you remember that I sent you an EP or an album recently called um, by a guy named Wrong Body? Did you listen to that? It was like gothic rock, really low voice. I don't
1: know if you did. Uh, I'll have to double check. I I didn't listen to it, it, no, sorry.
0: So that's Dino Spilatini's like other project. Okay. Yeah, so that's where he sings and does like kind of this low voice kind of operatic stuff with his uh not really with the same kind of backing but yeah he does a lot of really interesting things i yeah so well like you can do you want to rate
1: this one or you feel a little <laughs> tentative? you can rate it low it's fine yeah. like i want to be kind like I, I i if if um if i knew somebody who was like a fan of like ambient music or like gothic things i'd say absolutely like give us a shot and see what you think about it hmm. um it It probably won't stay in my like regular rotation of things that I listen to um That's it's my cool. nice my nice way of saying I'd probably give it less than a five personally, but
0: it's fine. you can do that
1: there, there so are good. there are like a couple tracks that I liked on, it, one or two songs that I liked on it that I felt were a little more um like maybe conservatively melodic, I guess I would put it mm-hmm um
0: yeah, I think. Touch Isolation was the track which drew me in because it had, like, this amazing bass, sub-bass sort of sound. <laughs> and I just hadn't heard that in ambient music much. Like, it's usually quite fuzzy and not really defined sonically. Mm. And then this was, like, I'm definitely going to give you high sounds and low sounds and they're going to be amazing. Yeah, yeah. This, this is and he's very a, defined. Yeah. yeah. He's a producer as well, so he, like, yeah, he's a, he masters and does stuff, so...
1: Mm.
0: yeah cool <laughs> all right thanks to thanks for doing that man Woo.
1: yeah it's been it's been interesting trying to get a handle on it
0: yeah similar uh, to what i'm about to tell you <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah we 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 both gave to i guess odd things this time i guess so i gave you it's not really an album um it's a, it's a collection of songs that are related to each other by a DJ called Nujabez. Mm-hmm. Um, he's a, a Japanese DJ producer. Um, he's one, one of kind of like the granddaddies of the the jazz hop lo-fi hip hop genre. Um, jazz hop. yeah. So, uh, basically it's actually, mm, last month I think was the 10th anniversary of his death actually. Um, mm. But anyway, so I gave you the the Love Sick Hexology, which is a collaboration mm-hmm. between Nujabes and one of his longtime buddies, Shing Shingo Two, who's the rapper on it.
0: Okay, cool. So I I really struggled with the fact I couldn't buy this anywhere. <laughs> <laughs> like I really depend upon being able to have some files, like and yeah. and being out. Able- so yeah. I I found it on SoundCloud, all six parts stitched together, and that was the best I could do, and that's what I've been listening to it. So I will just say I'm a big closet chill hop fan. <laughs> now not so much in the in the closet. Like I'm happy to listen to those 24 hour YouTube playlists of chill hop stuff. Like I ate it up years ago, and I still yeah. enjoy it a lot. So this was not like super out of the ballpark for me, but the rap was kind of a bit. Mm. because I've just never been able to hang anything on rap. Like I, I try, I know that sounds super stereotypical and I've tried really hard. Like, (laughs) but like, so first of all, it kind of washed over me the first listen. Like I just, I was listening to it. I wasn't just listening to it in my defense. Like I was doing a few other things. Um, And I really enjoy the backing on all six parts of this. Mm. Every time there's the, the beat comes in and there's like a different chord progression or feel. I'm like, I love this. Like I, you know, like I've been playing around with my pocket operator for weeks now and I just love these beats. Like yeah the, the typical four four beat and then like some awesome, like lush piano part and other things really, really good. So it, it felt a little bit like when I hear scratch, Scratch and like rap and stuff, it makes me feel like I'm listening to the Avalanche's Frontier Psychiatry. Even though I know that that's like a tongue in cheek song, it still reminds me of like watching Rage when I was in high school or something. Anyway, so <laughs> um, yeah, so it, it felt similar to Chill Hop, but then there's the rap on top and I enjoyed the lyrics. I enjoyed the story and like it was kind of, like i'm trying to catch the themes you know love sick and that sort of thing it's it's quite it seems like quite a romantic sort of um yeah. collection of music it, it was really really nice um in night around 19 minutes sorry cuz i listened to the 30 minute version i think it's like <laughs> number 4 or 5 um yeah. the chord progressions were so much more mature than i'd ever heard on rap music before or hip hop or something um yeah. They felt like they were more complete, more like a song. And to be honest, I could have just listened to the backing without the rap and I probably would have connected with this album a little bit more. I know that mm. sounds funny. Like you have mm. just talked about how you need something on top and I need something <laughs> removed. <laughs> yeah. I just like, I just enjoy the the sounds in the background too much that I, I just wanted to kind of have yeah. them paired back. So, yeah.
1: There are instrumental versions of these tracks you can listen to as well. Oh,
0: I was those. I was gonna look for those and then I just uh, yeah, like I said, I've I've had a bit of a busy week, yeah. but I think so. This is probably one of the reasons why I struggle to get into Gorillas. Like I have all the years I was thinking about this morning. Like one of my favorite Gorillas tracks, nineteen two thousand. You mm. know, like when Gorillas self title came out, I loved that song. I think because it was just purely the singing and the beats and stuff. Um, Clint Eastwood is amazing. I know that I'm such a typical Gorillaz noob, you know, like, oh. No. But, like, I didn't get into the rap on Clint Eastwood and all those others, like, a huge amount. I just kind of thought they were cool songs and then just moved on. And I just think I don't have enough appreciation of the genre. like Like, mm. you feel with ambient music I just don't know enough about it and I feel like I'd be a bit of an idiot to kind of comment on it when I don't (laughs) understand the technicalities of being out of rap and how skilled it is because sometimes it feels to me like they're cramming too many words in and then but then I'm like I probably don't understand like how this works I've never tried to rap in my life and so (laughs) I don't really I don't really get it so I can't really comment but I yeah sorry.
1: This one's also a bit tricky because the rapper is um, not a native English speaker, and so it's like it's I, kind I of, didn't
0: pick that up at all.
1: It's a li- it's a little jumbled in terms of like some of his delivery. Nothing against like anything he's doing, but it's kind of sometimes it's a little, um, well stretched. Um, yeah, and also yeah. these these pieces are not written within the same year. Like they're written over a couple of years. And have been stitched yeah. together um since then, so they're kind of they obviously the the people the the two guys doing it get better at their stuff over time, as you pointed out, so they kind of they improve hmm
0: it's really interesting to me what rappers like to put their poetry on top of like yeah the music was good, but like I've heard a lot of music like this. why this one, and I just it must be kind of like a yeah, him being a bit of a legend in this field because some of the the chord progressions didn't feel like overly special, but they were really nice. Like it just yeah, it's just interesting to me what people pick. And yeah. um, yeah. I last year I did try and listen to Kanye's new one and see if I can get into hip hop rap kind of genres and understand it a little bit. And I really enjoyed his song Christlike. Um but yeah, I still, I just still don't know enough about it. And maybe you can give me another album down the track. I yeah, we could try to work is... on that. <laughs> yeah, we could, we could work on that. But look, overall, I thought, I thought the, the kind of music was beautiful. I thought as far as I could tell, it seems like he's a good rapper. Um, I wouldn't give this below five. I I think it's a good album. Like, and that's yeah. just me being a noob. Like, would I listen to it again? I might put it on. I'd probably search out the instrumental versions and listen yeah. to that way more.
1: <laughs> I like, uh, of the two of them, obviously I I love Nujubez work on his own a lot more. And he's, he's, mm. he's a couple albums that are, I, I quite love. Um, mm. I remember writing an essay on this piece of music on the hexology. Yeah. Cause I was super bored mm-hmm. in college one day and I, to me, it's kind of like a a modern musical suite
0: mm-hmm.
1: like um thematically related but musically uh different from itself i you mm. yeah um that's cool the so the the sixth part in it was written posthumously yep um
0: after the death of the composer, not the s- rapper.
1: Yeah, so they've been working on 1 through 5 over like the last like decade of their life. And um has died in a, in a in a car accident. And on mm. his phone was the um the final tracks basically. Oh man. Um and so I I love it cuz the so like the first couple like f- the love themes are about like like love of another person um, romantically and then like Mm. the last one is more about like like the rapper expressing his love of his friend who's dead kind of thing it kind of like Mm. it it changes a little bit which is what i like about it
0: that is really cool
1: wow i
0: yeah that that i will have to listen to it again with a little bit more info um but that is that is a cool concept and I, I mean I find it funny that it's spelled L U V, but yeah you know, that's that's what people do. Yeah. Cool. I, I'm glad you sent it to me. Like it I this is this is what I love. I love being given stuff which I'm not sure I'd ever find on my own and giving it a go. So thank you. Well,
1: I'll have a gift for you for next week then or for next episode. <laughs> <laughs> nice. <laughs> We're gonna start to get wacky at okay? um uh any honorable mentions yes oh
0: i will just say i forgot to rate dropsy um (laughs) i would give yeah just back to my previous conversation um i would give dropsy around seven seven and a half it it's some of the the like the more ambient tracks i'm like meh but the the core of it is really good so check it out anyway sorry um I do have, I do have a honorable mention that was vying for my like review, <laughs> but, um, I went with something. I went with dropsy cause I was more interested, but, um, so we have a common interest in Simon Stalin And, uh, so his book tales from the loop was recently made into a series for Amazon video, whatever it is. And I've been listening to the soundtrack for that. So, um, you know, I bet you're surprised. Philip Glass, something that I like to listen to. (laughs) Philip
1: Glass.
0: (laughs) Not just Philip Glass. There's actually a few other people too. But if you get a chance, check this soundtrack out. It is gorgeous. Like it's a really beautiful soundtrack. Um, It's very typically Glass. Like he hasn't changed much in 30 years or something. (laughs) <laughs> you know lots of hemiolas and <speaking> but um it's beautifully produced and it's a excellent soundtrack for the the series to be honest though i watched a bit of the series and was like oh it's kind of cool but i prefer the books and the music so i'm just going with that <laughs> yeah but uh you you should check out that it, i mean if you don't check it out, anyone who's listening, maybe have a look. So, yeah.
1: Any honorable mentions from you? Yeah, yeah. I mean, as always, um, circling somewhere in the back of my head, Radiohead's always hanging around. Um, <laughs> so we, we had uh, Tom York yeah. looking like a homeless man on Jimmy Fallon. Yes, uh, I watched that. Yeah.
0: What did you think?
1: It was interesting. I think, I honestly, it has more, it felt to me like it has more of a... Um, a base for a Radiohead song with like, if other people helped him with it rather than like a Tom York song. I don't know. Was it a
0: Tom York song?
1: Yeah. I, I mean, it was just him okay. playing it. Uh, it they, they kind of do what they want. So who really knows? Um, yeah. I watched I was, it and sorry. yeah,
0: I was like, I don't know if this is on behalf of Radiohead or if it's just him.
1: <laughs> um, also with that was the, um, so every Thursday, radiohead are are releasing their concert you've talked about this before and they Mm. put the one from coachella 2012 on there and i Mm -hmm. watched that i love so so that's the um the uh what is it the king of limbs tour um yeah that's um with lotus flower yeah which so so the this concert is peak tom dancing and it's amazing it's like i love that video clip so much so so them playing this concert is basically about two hours of him doing that kind of stuff but to the different songs and it's hilarious Uh, it's you know like they're playing like 15 step and he's just kind of like flicking around in the foreground like this is i love everything about this it's a really good concert i don't know i I'm, I'm, i'm gonna try to stop talking about them because every thursday they release a new concert and i try to watch it but
0: um, talk about it it's fine man it's it's all good <laughs> i have been listening to hail to the thief um in my car at the moment oh really um, yeah yeah i found it at my this record store near me for four bucks or something and so i have been listening to that in the car i don't know any tracks on this album like yeah, i don't yeah. know any of them it's, and um it's it's really it feels a lot different. Like it's not as like in rainbows is one of my favorites apart from obviously kid a and stuff, but mm. um, it just doesn't feel as, as, as much like what I expected of them. Does that make sense? <laughs> no, uh, no that, don't worry. That,
1: that, that's, that should be an approach with every word head album. I, I was actually wondering how much <laughs> of Hell of <laughs> Thief you'd listen to, because it's actually on my list of things to give you. Cause I wasn't sure if you'd listen to it or not um oh uh, sorry yeah i have
0: no, been. Right. yeah I, I like it it's it's good um yeah sorry my my radio listening is very sporadic yeah and yeah. out of order <laughs>
1: hail to the thief was the f- i think it it's like my secret favorite album of theirs
0: <laughs> not so secret anymore
1: not so secret like everyone like you have to talk about okay computer but actually the one i listen to the most might actually be hail to the thief um really? Yeah. Uh There There, Scatterbrain, and Wolf at the Door are three of my hmm. favorite radiohead songs. Especially There hmm. There. I I cannot express how much I love the song There There. It's so good. I'll check good. it out again. I've probably given it out
0: like one and a half listens through. Oh, it's so good. But I'll need to <laughs> I I'll try
1: I'll try and send you a clip of them playing There There. That's kind of the fun of it, which is they have like the the whole four drum kit set up for that sound when they play it live. It's so good. Oh,
0: anyway. That's great. They are so good live. I'm sorry, we could probably do a whole episode on Radiohead. <laughs> Honestly, because... I can't about it. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. like you just review an album, I review an album, we both give each other albums of thinking we could do the- I We could have... do themed
1: episodes. We talk about like like give each other like a classic from the nineties and we like talk about it or something like that.
0: When so when I listened to OK Computer again recently, you never told me about um, uh, Let Down. Like, that track is the best. Like, I had, to, I had to email my mother again and tell her to re-listen to OK Computer and listen to Let Down. And she was like, how did I miss this? I'm not so supposed to be responsible somehow... for every song you listen to on an album. <laughs> no, 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 I know. But like, when, when I got a, OK Computer, you know, you. I think you gave it to me back in 2010 or something. And, you know, the airbag and stuff are, like, great. But this little track hidden on there, I d- it's just so beautiful. Maybe it's because I just love British rock, like, you know, Travis and stuff. I just love that sound. Mm. Um, and so it just was reminiscent of that. I mean, I also dig Radiohead being Radiohead, but uh, that was particularly good. Um, I just... Can I mention one more honourable mention? All right. Um, Okay, I'm going to post this in the show notes as along with everything else. But this is a weird one-bit prog album that I found. (laughs) Um, It's called 4000AD by Protonome. And um, this guy has... He's obviously coded, like, this one-bit album or however you make one-bit songs. And um, it's amazing, like... So it's kind of like, yeah, prog band sound, but one bit. And then he did a a track where he kind of, he did the hi-fi version of it as well. And uh, it's, I'm just going to post it. It's fun. It's really fun to listen to. And he tries all these other genres. I think there's even a Baroque song in there. It's, it's, it's crazy to listen to. (laughs) One bit music is amazing. So anyway, it's a little tinny, but you get you get the idea. So One but the riff. cool thing is, he actually made he made hardware. So when you buy the album, it's a chipboard and you you like you turn it on and you play, choose the tracks and play it, and it's generated. So it's like performed live in front of you, kind of thing.
1: Anyway, yeah, if that makes sense, <laughs> it does or it doesn't. Um, that's episode three of what we've been listening to. If you want more, you can check out our website at wwltpodcast.squarespace.com or you can follow us on Twitter or on Facebook. We'll be posting stuff there. Um, the thing I love about on our website when we post a podcast, we have lovely little Spotify playlists that we put together of the things mm-hmm. that we talk about, so you don't have to go scrambling for them. Um, but yeah, that was episode three of what we're listening to. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time. Bye, Asher. See you in. See you in. <laughs>